0: On Krina and Kirsten get to work, we're digging into part one of a two-part series here at the end of the year. Today, we're going to be looking back and talking about the power of reflection.
1: Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so happy to have you today, friends. We are here to talk, as usual, about ease, meaning, and joy, women at work, and how we get more of that good stuff in our lives, particularly around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Well, all the time. All the time. But it seems like the holidays, I just want a little more. Yeah, I need a little boost. Maybe it's the darkness of the year.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know something. But today is all about reflection Mm -hmm. which is an interesting interesting thing to do at the end of the year hey by the way sister you forgot to say that we're uh, recording from the land of the Coast Salish people so I'm going to toss that in I just hadn't gotten there yet I'm
1: sorry it's okay I'm just I I am jumping the gun we are we are recording from the gorgeous amazing precious land of the Coast Salish people yes we are talking about reflection a year-end kind of a focus on what does it mean to reflect how does it impact your work why are we even interested in doing it but <laughs> and I want, how and, and how. how and how but I want you before we started you were talking about your own kind of intention slash reflection practice for the holidays and I want you to share that with our friends because I was like, That's a really good idea, Karina. Really? Yeah, it was really good. I act surprised.
0: Well, here's the deal. First of all, we celebrate Christmas in my family in the everybody gets gifts kind of celebration Mm -hmm. way. And so there's parties and gifts and exchanges and and conversation and food Mm -hmm. and people cycling through, etc. And not just
1: family, but friends. Yeah. And coworkers. Yeah. Like there's just a whole, I made my list of my holiday people it's huge. It's huge, and you know, I
0: have a interesting relationship to gift giving, as we have as explored. We have explored deeply. You know, I'm not. That's not necessarily my love language, but I jump in with both feet at Christmas for mo- for some. Although I still am like the lame, the lame friend sometimes and I'm like, oh crap, oh I should have remembered to buy you a gift. But anyway, this year I'm doing. This isn't really answering your question, but I want to make a plug for women led businesses or women owned oh, nice. businesses. Yes. This year, I'm trying to be really intentional with how I spend my money. I've always prioritized local, you know, looking for the artisans. Well, you and I were talking about makers. that when we were shopping.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, we are doing our little bit of holiday shopping. You're like, okay, I'm really committed to buying local and I'm really committed to buying from women owned businesses. Yeah,
0: whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Women owned businesses, um, businesses are owned by people of color, just really trying to be conscientious of where I spend my dollars, which kind of is part of many things I'm trying to be very conscientious about around the holidays, because like many women, I feel like I bear this outsized burden for being generous and loving and kind and creating, creating space and creating experiences and, you know, being sort of the gift giver and receiver and all of that. And so I said to you, you know, sometimes I get myself a little worked up. Like sometimes I get myself a little, I'm going to say Mm. like resentful. Mm -hmm. Like I get overwhelmed. I start to feel.
1: And then it's not fun. It's not fun. And it's supposed to be fun. And then it feels obligatory. Mm -hmm. And then I just get kind of pissy about it.
0: And I thought, this is what I said to Kirsten today. And she said, oh my gosh, you have to say this on the air. I decided that, I am going to be as conscientious as I can about the decisions I'm making around the holidays, the things I'm committing to doing and being and intentional about why. I want to know what I'm saying yes to and I want to know why I'm saying yes to it so that I can be driven
1: by that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What yeah. is the why am I saying yes to this? What is the purpose in this? What is the meaning?
0: Yeah. And 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 that's then and then when i can kind of um ground myself in the reason why i'm doing something rather than getting all caught up in the doing of it i find that i'm able to kind of yeah i'm able to
1: counter those there's more resonance there's more yeah. alignment so you're I, I this is my experience energetically i feel aligned so even though it might be hard work or tedious work or whatever it's aligned with whatever purpose or meaning that i've imbued on it yeah
0: yeah, it's the difference for me between the I have to bring a freaking side dish to the Thanksgiving, and I don't even want to go and la la la. Too, I love these people. I want to feed them something lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make something extraordinary, mm-hmm. you know. And and the, and the it's just a
1: different perspective, different so orientation. I'm
0: trying to do that. I'm trying to do that I now, love it. and maybe it'll carry on into the
1: rest of my life. It might be too late for me this holiday season, but I might give it a whirl. <laughs> I've probably already fully committed myself for most of, for all of December and most of January at this point. Oh, I know.
0: I know. I was talking on the phone with somebody else the other day and you buzzed in. You had, you called and I said, oh, it's KB. And they're like, oh shit, you better pick it up because she might not call you until February. And I was like, Yep. I know, I know this moment. It's
1: terrible to have that reputation, but it is so true. I'm yeah, such a stinker. It's so true. No,
0: it's your busy time of year. But this whole practice is sort of a segue into this episode of reflection, because mm-hmm. in some ways, what I'm doing is preemptive, right? It's what is that. Intentional Mm -hmm. like being
1: intentional. Mm -hmm.
0: But I'm also trying to look like look back and be reflective about
1: what am I doing? How did I feel? Mm -hmm. What was I doing? What was happening? Mm -hmm. And that is the really the core of reflection, right? A reflective practice in its very simplest form is thinking about, considering what happened. It's another part of the learning experience. Yeah. Um why why do you think you did what you did? Why did you feel that way? How did it go? Uh, What were the results? Would you decide to do it differently next time? That's exactly what you're, that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And it's an interesting thing to bring kind of into the podcast at this time of year. It's an interesting thing to also bring in to work. Yeah, because there's some crazy information about about the benefits. So we we get to dig into the benefits of reflection at work, um, and dig into the benefits of reflection on you as a
1: person. It turns out that reflection is shockingly effective at work, yeah, to create to build skills, to create mastery, um to increase your effectiveness, to even increase your productivity. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that a reflective, a non-doing practice can have such beneficial impacts at work. I cannot wait to dig into the stats. I read something though before we go
0: there that I just want to offer, which is like self reflection is just this key to self awareness. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, probably on the show too, I feel like I jump to, yeah, self awareness. That's what we want, right? That self awareness is the means. But in fact, self awareness is the end, and reflection is how you get there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, if we're looking to be much more aware of our own experiences, our successes, our skills, our emotions, how we impact others, all of
1: that, the effect we have on other people, yeah,
0: the way to get that, the pathway to self awareness is through reflection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I'm just I just threw that in. You didn't even Love know it. I was going to say it.
1: No, but it really is. You know, there are some things we come back to thematically again and again on these conversations. And one of the big ones is meditation, reflection, self-awareness. You know, Mm -hmm. it's huge. And it turns out that it's really huge at work, too. So this is interesting. Recent research from the Harvard Business School concluded that taking 15 minutes at the end of your day increases your productivity by 23%. 15 minutes to reflect. 15 minutes to reflect. So here's what they did. They took two groups of workers, one that spent the last 15 minutes of their day working, Mm -hmm. and the other who spent the last 15 minutes of their day reflecting on the day, kind of the as-it-happens reflection. Mm -hmm. Those workers who spent the last 15 minutes doing nothing, not really doing nothing, but reflecting, Right increase their performance by 23% in just 10 days.
0: That's insane to me.
1: It's insane. This is why I love so much. I have to talk about this. There is a professor <laughs> at HEC Paris and her name is Giada Di Stefano and she has a wonderful like video that I'm going to put in the show notes cuz she's glorious to listen to. She's just smart and she has this fabulous Italian accent. And she says the, she says she starts out by saying first since the '70s, we have hugely increased our productivity at work, but that's because we've given up five weeks of time. Yeah, on average, the American worker works five weeks more than we did in the '70s, that's which is nuts. Right? Say what? What? And 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 we leave so much.
0: It's not. I mean, there is this like reduction in benefits. I will say, but we Diminishing also returns. But we. No, I'm saying reduction in uh, paid time off. Oh, yeah, reduction in paid time off. But we also leave
1: so much paid time off on the table. Mm -hmm. And we've we've talked about that in the vacation episode. Yeah. Right? The people don't, Americans leave, like, two weeks of vacation on the books every year on average. Yeah, it's It's, insane. So, Giada also says, I love it when she says this, it's so simple. She says, people need to stop doing so much and think more. Mm Mm-hmm stop doing and think. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was the most wonderful way of articulating the results of that study and the power of reflection.
0: And was she making, what's the link between the number of like the seven weeks more?
1: That in order to, what she was saying is, do we have to give up more time to be more productive? Got it. Do we have to give another 5 weeks? Is there another way besides giving up time to be productive? And she's like, "Yes, there is." Turns out it's 15 minutes a day. Just think mm-hmm. instead of
0: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. This is all relatively current research, isn't
1: it? Yes. Yeah. If we, we in, I would say the last two to five years. Yeah,
0: okay. So she is quoted, this was from 2014.
1: I think she was 20, the, tw- the study is 2014. Okay. Her, the, the video that I was watching that I'll put in the show notes is like from 2015 or 16. Okay, yeah. so
0: yeah. So in another article where they're referencing her work, yeah, she says that, and I liked the way that this was stated. It made sense to me that studies have found that once we've gathered a certain amount of experience... Right. You've done a task enough Mm -hmm. times to basically master experiential learning, experiential learning. The benefit of continuing to perform similar tasks is far inferior to that of pairing that experience with efforts to analyze and reflect on it. So basically, in other words, taking time to think about the significance of the work that you did so far is far more useful than continuing to do the assignment. So I know I'm restating Mm -hmm. what you just said, but I think it's
1: such a profound motivation to and, reflect. And, and realization. Yeah, It is like, a, it's a discovery, right? It's I would say it's a profound discovery in how we work. Yes. One of the examples that she uses is, she talks about a cardiac surgeon. And she says, the cardiac surgeon certainly learns from experiential, ex- learns experientially by doing, you know, surgery after surgery after surgery, cardiac surgery after surgery after surgery. But she actually gets better at her craft of surgery mm-hmm. if she reflects on the surgery she's done mm-hmm. and figures out what went well, why it went well, why it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And she says, Giardia says, that act of the surgeon reflecting on her work is something that really increases her mastery, her efficiency, her performance, where doing more surgeries... Would not. Yeah.
0: So again, that just that same thing. It's funny because I think about all of that. So I'm incredibly reflective. I think I. it's it's the...
1: You are very reflective. It's, a, it's the same quality you have that charts the way. You look back and say, well, this is where we've been the last three steps. And now we're going to go the next two steps. So yeah. I think that is consistent with that. It's also the quality
0: that tips over into this toxic perfectionism, <laughs> right? It's the quality of like... Reliving and thinking and perseverating How we make and it concerning, oh, concerning, this, concerning. I
1: see where you're going with this. This is going to be a very good point. Really? Friends, you ready for this one? <laughs> I don't this even know be because... No, you're well, going to talk about not being hard on yourself. Well, I
0: want to say that, but I was also saying, like, I, I feel like as in a career, as a career... Or in my career, I can think to some very specific times where I did something poorly, and practice didn't necessarily kick me over the edge. But being very thoughtful and methodical about understanding what went well and didn't go well is really what helped me do it. So I'm trying to think of my own stories that support these. um, This information that we just laid out. I guess I'm just having my own moment of like, oh
1: yes you do do a lot of reflection
0: and also i can point to very specific things that now i think i do even like i I, i've mastered because you reflect because i reflected Mm -hmm. but i i will go to this point that you everyone's like on the edge of their seat for (laughs) which is yeah reflection can go bad there's a bad side there's a downside there's a dark side to reflection
1: there is a dark side to reflection if you use it to beat yourself up But as you just articulated, if you use reflection to learn and to grow, it's very powerful. But there is no reason to like, if you use reflection to beat yourself up judgmentally, that's not very helpful. Yeah,
0: that's not what we're talking Mm -mm. about. No. Mm -mm. And And it's something to be aware of. You know, it's not the, oh, I shouldn't have said that or shouldn't have written that or shouldn't have done better. It's like, oh, how was I feeling in the moment? What mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to be aware of your reflective practice and be conscientious of whether you're using it, you know, to, to get better or as an opportunity to beat to yourself up. To beat yourself
1: up. up to, yeah, to, yeah. yeah.
0: That's what
1: I'm looking for. Flagellate yourself. Oh, yeah. That's no good. No good. It's no good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that we also tend to look at, I'm taking a hard er to the right because I want to talk about training. mm one of the things that we think about in getting better at work and gaining mastery is training. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, we'll just practice it over and over again. Or, oh, we'll go and get some training. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love this statistics. We'll statistic. do some learning. This is why I cannot stop myself, because I love this statistic so much, I can't stand it. <laughs> I mean, it's been like the statistic on the end of my tongue since oh, I no, started. You've been,
0: you've been waiting. You've been waiting to say that. I've been that. waiting for
1: this. So it turns out that training... Is not necessarily that effective in building mastery, efficiency, and productivity. In fact, in 2015, the U.S. spent 160 billion dollars on training, mm. and forgot 75. And workers forgot 75 percent of it. Yeah, that is from the. It's a wonderful <laughs> Better Up white paper. It's a coaching organization, and they've gathered a bunch of very interesting information about reflection, which I'll also put in the show notes. But yes, we forget. We forget, we forget what we've learned. 75% of what we've learned. And Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, Mm -hmm.
0: and and, you know, I, we all know that we've all gone to trainings and this is my biggest, um, complaint about trainings. When I started this consulting business, I said, I'm never going to do a a training. training. I will never do a training (laughs) unless, uh, yeah, unless you have hands on sort of, um,
1: what am I trying to say? Integration. Yes. Unless You, you try to integrate it. You figure out how to reflect on it, yes. how you're going to bring it in. I remember going to a training on memory, how to increase your memory, mm. how to improve your memory. I, this is a crack up, have not one single memory <laughs> of that training. And of it was not. a whole day of my time. About memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, that is it. So, So training is... Training doesn't work. Training Training doesn't work. Not so much. Just a little bit. Training doesn't work. Doing more.
0: Doing more doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Reflection does. The other thing is that, uh, you know, we think, oh, you know, there's a point where, okay, for the newbie, the person starting out, the person who has a lot of lessons to learn, reflection is probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. But it is also, we said again about that, um, surgeon is a great example, It's for everyone at all stages of your careers. I found another um, study from 2011 that found that regardless of your work experience, all employees lose a significant amount of knowledge over time. And the information, they say, the information that people remember depreciates over time, but this occurs less significantly significantly. Oh, sorry. This occurs at a significantly higher rate among individuals who work for organizations who don't actively practice reflection. The simpler way to say that is if you work someplace, if you actively practice reflection,
1: then the amount your of memory, memory is better. Your memory is better. Your your knowledge is better, your knowledge base is better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your memory. And here's, of course, like, you know, I love like a double whammy. I love it when we're multitasking. I love a two for, a three for preferably. But one of the great things about reflection is not only is it good for you as far as your productivity, your mastery, your abilities at work, but it also just makes you stinking happier. Mm-hmm. Studies show that your well-being, your sense of overall well-being, uh, your health, those are improved, and your stress is decreased when you are engaging in reflective practices.
0: Yes, brief positive reflection practices at mm-hmm. the end of a work day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems, it seems almost, I mean, and I, just sitting there and thinking about asking yourself critical questions, identifying what went well and what you'd like to change, you know, being conscientious and building that self-awareness muscle is really powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. You feel better, mm-hmm. you work better,
1: you're more efficient, you're more effective, you're healthier, you're, you're less, less healthier, stressed, and you're less stressed, mm-hmm. less stressed. So let me ask you this. So why does why do you think reflection has this powerful effect? Why um, do you think it works? Well, I, you know, honestly, I mean, it is something about our brains. Yeah, it's something about our brains. All of the stuff
0: that I read, just sort of I think I, all the stuff I read I read points to a couple of different things. One, we know the power of rest. We know the power of stopping, mm-hmm. calming, mm-hmm. meditation, etc. It's just really that time for your brain to like turn towards something else. In fact, there's a there's something called a brain break that people are encouraged to take periodically throughout the day because we benefit from that sort of being mindful, that mindfulness. But I think the other reason that folks say it works is because it's the third stage of learning. So the first part of learning is actually learning. It's just taking information in. Mm -hmm. And in fact, at work, that's really where uh, learning and then the second stage, which is doing, Mm -hmm. that's where we usually stop. Learn, do, learn, do, learn, do. There's a third stage of learning that solidifies information in our brain. And it's called, oddly, being. But is it really reflection? And the way that you solidify stuff in your brain is by reflection. I see. Okay. That is right. So reflection is so it's an essential part of the being face during this time. It really helps people solidify the changes they've made and 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 lock
1: stuff into Mm. your brain. That's as much as I can tell from what I've read. You know what I learned when I was reading, which was very interesting. It was when you look internally Versus externally, you use different parts of your brain mm-hmm. when you look reflectively or consider, you know, can, when you reflect or look internally, it actually lights up a different part of your brain than when you look outward and do planning.
0: Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah.
1: Super interesting.
0: So, again, maybe it's just that cognitive. Maybe it's just magic, Karina. Maybe it's just locking that <laughs> stuff in. Uh, it, yeah. So, I, I mean, I wish I were a brain scientist. You know that I do. Mm-hmm. And There also- actually is a
1: major now. Neuroscience. I wasn't around when I was in college. I know. So sad for us. Um, but yeah, my understanding is it's really is. I mean, it probably was around, but just not in a way that I, you know what I mean? It yeah. On the forefront of my experience. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I, think, I there... think it's brand new. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in the olden days, nobody thought about your brain.
0: <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? That could. There is so much. We've seen so much. This is a total. um non sequitur but my dad was trying talking to my kids recently and he said you know in the science books when i was growing up we hadn't studied we hadn't discovered dna it's so interesting so isn't it? you know shit like that is just and i think that's it like we're learning how we're better equipped to understand how people learn mm-hmm. what part of the brain is activated when we learn what the difference is between information coming in and then operationalizing it or doing mm-hmm. things with it and then locking it in for the good for the long haul.
1: And reflection really helps lock it in for the long haul. And the good news is this is not complicated stuff. No, it's not. Building reflection into your work is not a complicated process. As we know, 15 minutes a day for 10 weeks.
0: There's yeah. And there are a lot of different ways to do it at a work in a Mm -hmm. workplace setting. And then there's a lot of things I think that we can offer just as an for individuals, Mm -hmm. just like in their lives do you have is your workplace reflective do you do a postmortem for instance like you do a at the end of a case or at the end of we a we
1: absolutely do postmortems for stuff that goes wrong is that the right word that's a terrible word but we're using it we're going to do it we do it we do a debrief a download a yeah, reflection debrief. when something goes wrong we don't do it when things go well oh we we're lawyers yeah, we're lawyers. We focus on the negative. That's all we do is focus on the negative. What's I don't know happen? if that's I'm bad. willing to accept that. Trust me, it is true. <laughs> no, I believe it's true, but I don't want it to. Yeah, be I don't true. want to accept it either. But yes, no, we definitely reflect on things at work, and I tend to be a pretty, like I am an immediate feedback person. I work really well with immediate feedback, and it turns out that that's what reflects that that's the most effective reflection as well. Immediate reflection, mm-hmm. because when we take some time. I mean, it's always I mean, you can reflect many times on something. But once you get away from the incident and you know, your brain messes with you. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, it is true. It messes with your perceptions.
0: Yeah. In fact, there's even something called hindsight bias. Hindsight bias? Yeah. It's this um, tendency. I'm going to just
1: look it up here. No, I'm just joking. It's, it's my a- tendency to make everything <laughs> shiny and beautiful. Is no, that what that is? No, it's
0: a really common tendency. In fact, we do it a lot. We should actually do an episode on this, on biases. I'd love to, in fact. Um, hindsight bias is this common tendency for people to perceive or think about past events and b- truly believe that those events would have been, were more predictable than they actually were. That
1: they should have been able to... Yeah perform differently or yeah. to respond differently because they should have known this was going to happen oh god
0: I, of course of course that's the hindsight of 2020 right of course oh, that was that makes totally sense predictable, that to makes predictable. Sense. i can't yeah why when didn't i do blah 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 yeah when in yeah. fact it's just a bias yeah mm-hmm. so, you, so so being in the moment i think the point is reflecting in the moment mm-hmm. is the most pre, is the most effective because you're not messing with your own mind exactly because your brain's not because we screw
1: with ourselves as we know Oh my god. At least
0: I do. We absolutely do. So if you have a workplace, we have there are workplace practices that we can just like build in mm-hmm. to allow for reflective mm-hmm. practice. I think doing a debrief mm-hmm. on in places where you'd like to master a skill or do things better or make sure you understood why something happened so you can continue to do it. You know, that's yep. good, right? Yep. Um, both in your own personal workplace, but also with your
1: team or your colleagues. You know what's interesting, Karina? There are ways to do this, I think, that can even be really individual. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have to rely on those around you to participate with you. If they do, great. At the end of my day, I really work hard to enter my time because I do billable time, right? And when I enter my time at the end of the day, I have realized that that gives me an opportunity to say, wow, what did I do with my day? Mm. Why is this on here? How did I spend this time? And what didn't I get to? It's a very, it forces me to reflect and kind of face up to what I've done. <laughs> maybe change it or maybe repeat it, right? Maybe change it, maybe repeat it. or And sometimes like, I mean, I really want to say that for me, the key to this reflection practice is grace. Like I have got to have a lot yeah. of grace with myself. Yeah. And I think we all know that learning happens best in environments that are open and accepting mm-hmm. and not abusive and belittling and demeaning. Not
0: when your boss is a bitch right. and you so are your don't boss. don't be a bitch.
1: Right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, I think you can build these kinds of practices into your regular work day.
0: Yeah. But like you said, you have to be mindful of mm-hmm. what the grace that you're giving yourselves. Mm-hmm. There are also, though, like, you know, organization wide or business wide things that people can do like you know, just building that time in or setting that or modeling that or setting that expectation, being open to those kinds of conversations or feedback.
1: Yep. Doing. You I know, have a client that does a 15 minute warm up of their entire production staff, literally physical warm up. They do yoga for 15 minutes before they start their day. And I'm going to tell them that they should do 15 minute reflection at the end of their day because I think it maybe is powerful.
0: I think it's Yeah, I'm going to say it is based on science.
1: I'm going out for a site visit in a couple of weeks and I'm going to say, hmm, here's his data. And here's a podcast to listen to. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Also thinking about just your learning and development programs, your employee development programs,
1: building in your review process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your evaluations. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I just I want to say as we move into kind of some of the things we can do personally, I do a year end reflection. And my brain can be a big fat liar to me Mm -hmm. and have amnesia. And yep. be weird. So so I have found that I have got to go back. I do this weekly reflection every week. I do a monthly reflection with my business book group. And I have found that I have to go back and look at all that stuff to do my year in reflection because yes. I don't remember. Yes. And I don't think I mean, I really think that I'm not uncommon. No, that's why you're supposed to journal and write Mm -hmm. this stuff down and get practice, get it like documented. And at the end of the year, I'm not saying I have a ton. I probably have like, I don't know, 30 or 40 pages of stuff I've written over the course of the whole year. But super helpful. Yeah. Super helpful to kind of create a tracking mechanism for yourself. Do you
0: utilize that in your workplace? Like, do you do you make decisions based on your one weekly or monthly or yes. annual reflection? Oh, yeah, definitely. So do you also reflect on whether or not there had been change?
1: Yes. Yeah. Because if I keep track of what I'm trying to accomplish and I look back and see what I'm trying to accomplish, I can. And what I'm trying to accomplish is, frankly, usually change. Uh-huh. I'll be candid. For me, it's usually change. I can tell whether I got the change. Right. Right. Because I've tracked it.
0: Yep. Yeah, I have a client who is um, really has just really been struggling professionally. She loves her job and she performs it really, really well. But she works way too much, Mm -hmm. way too Mm -hmm. much, gives way too much of herself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have been working together to
1: try to implement solutions, identify and implement solutions. And that little wheel that she's on. Mm -hmm. I'm very sympathetic, as you know. Yeah. You, if you don't have time for reflection, you just keep going, 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 and it gets worse and worse and worse.
0: Yes. So there's a couple things I want to say about this. Number one, one of the other, the final thing that I can think of that um, companies or businesses can build in, can do to build in a reflection practice is make it to is normalize having a professional coach. The every couple of weeks or you know once a week conversations that I have with so many clients is so that they can reflect Mm -hmm. and they can reflect with me and we can Mm -hmm. talk about it. Right. So she and I have been talking, she's, it's been a pretty powerful tool. I'll just say, but the other thing that we're realizing is I want to kind of go back to what you had just said, like you're looking for change and you, and your feedback is whether or not that change happened. She, I just, she was talking about trying this and then trying this and trying this. And finally I said, tell me what it's going to look like when this change happens. Tell me three months from now mm-hmm. what's going to be different. Absolutely. I want to write that down. Yeah. I want to know what we're shooting for. So when we're reflecting and digging in and looking backward at your week, we're, we're looking also forward to what we're aiming for
1: to see if we're getting closer to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think that is, I, it is, I mean, I think that's a really good point because the most powerful reflection comes from the best data, Mm -hmm. right? So however you get that data for yourself or your workplace, that really drives the quality of your reflection. Right.
0: And knowing what you're, aiming toward Mm -hmm. in her case Mm -hmm. so how do we do this then okay so there are a couple like i said we just tossed out a couple of different ideas that where in the of normalize this in the workplace but it really does come down to the individual and really looking at ourselves with interest and curiosity and inquiry and you know exploring our thoughts and our behaviors etc and journaling is one tool that we can use being clear about what we're aiming Mm -hmm. toward and 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 looking, you know, in the, in the rearview mirror and in um, an inquisitive way
1: and not a judgmental way. Right. I think when we're talking about our own personal reflective practices, I think it's really important to check your assumptions. Does it have to be this way? Do yeah. I? Ha- does yes. it have to be this way? Do I have to do these things? Do these things have to be on my list? Did I really have to stay up until two? Was there a way that I could have avoided staying up until two in the morning? Challenge your assumptions and be really curious about it. Um, I also think, too, that just to I mean, this is a this is what's so great about this, it's simple. Mm-hmm. What's so great about this reflective thing is it's really simple. Check your assumptions, challenge your assumptions, and then start asking yourself the questions. Like, so for example, when I find myself stressed out, mm-hmm. I have a practice where I take Five deep breaths. And I ask myself, okay, why are you feeling this way, Kirsten? Mm -hmm. And then I check into, I'm feeling this way because so-and-so wants this and -and so-and-so needs that and -and so-and-so wants a call and i got to get home to make dinner for so-and-so. And Mm -hmm. And if I check into each one of those things on my list and say, I am creating all this stress for myself. This is not necessary. Sometimes even in the moment, that reflection can allow me to readjust my expectations or even my plan
0: in and check your assumptions like that list that you just rattled Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Do I really need to go home and cook dinner? Does this thing really need to get done today? Can I buy dinner? Yeah. Can we go out? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like you get yeah. a chance to go challenge and wait, I've I've spun myself around the axle on this mm-hmm. one. And I'm and it's not even based on accurate assumptions. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm telling myself
1: stories. I love the way when you I think the things that you talked about in the very beginning of the show, too, are super valuable. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What is the meaning? Mm-hmm. What is the consequence for not doing it? Does this make me happy? Do I feel grateful? You know, all of those questions about the things that we're looking for in our life. Yeah.
0: And you know, one that I really have been honing in on a lot is
1: what am I choosing? Yes. Seriously, what am I choosing? Because that's what we're doing. We're choosing
0: it. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, what am I choosing? Do I want, you know, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? I'm no, saying you're
1: choosing what am I going to do with this moment before yeah, me?
0: Yes, exactly. What am I choosing?
1: Or the moment next week?
0: Yes. Or and what did I cho- what am I choosing to think about what just happened? Mm-hmm. What am I choosing to do differently next time? What emotions am I choosing to attach to that thing? What am I choosing to believe about the situation? Mm-hmm. To me those are all really powerful reflective questions, questions mm-hmm. that then you go, "Oh, shit." And and am I okay with those choices? And do I want to choose different next choose time? Choose something else. I, we talked about this analogy. I, I don't even know it was, it was before we started recording about the dinner. And at its very basic form, I think about like cooking a soup, and I'm following a recipe. Mm-hmm. And every single time I do it, I do it exactly the same, and it tastes pretty decent. Reflection is going. What it? What are every single ingredient that I? What is every single ingredient that I put in there? And is there a way to do it slightly differently that t- so it changes so it changes the flavor, or so I can cut out some steps?
1: Yes, that would be my get more efficient. <laughs> that's, that's my question. Or I can find
0: someone to do it for me. So could I? Is there are there ingredients I could have put in differently in different quantities? Mm-hmm. Is there a different flavor that By I want? By the way, do I really like that soup? Go for it. Do I even like it? Mm-hmm. Did I choose it? Am I making it because someone else Does it told take me to? So long. Right. And and did not just saying do I do I like but that about soup or not? Everything. Right. You the. How, the, the skill in reflection that we have to develop is knowing which questions to ask and then dig in and asking, asking more than, do I like that soup? Yes or no? It's like, did I? Did I really? Did I like it enough? Could I have changed this thing? What if I changed this? Do I even want it? Yada, yada. So again, kind of digging into those multiple layers, that's where the good stuff happens.
1: And I think that that calls out something too, Karina, which is we started out by saying reflection is a relatively simple process. You ask yourself some questions, which it is. But then we talked about the rigor required for good data. Yep. Whether that's because you do it immediately or you write it down so you can go back and find it. I do think that that creating the data is incredibly important, Mm -hmm. whether you journal, whether you give yourself a 10 minute meditative practice, whether you have a coach, whether you have a colleague that you share those kinds of things with that you can debrief with or a friend that you can talk about those kinds of things with. I actually schedule Sunday morning at nine o'clock reflection time. And I would say, 85% Eighty-five percent of the time, I actually spend between nine and ten on Sundays reflecting. Yeah, and I think that that it's rigor; it does have to be rigorous. Yeah,
0: you have to hold yourself to it, accountable. And you,
1: this is—I
0: want listeners to know this is not this is relatively new for you.
1: Oh yeah, last couple of years. Yeah, this is in the last couple of years. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd say the last the last three to five years, and what's really interesting is. Um, I do a monthly check-in for my business book group, and business high, business low, personal high, personal low, financial high, financial low, psychological, spiritual. I'm sure folks have heard me say this before. Literally, if it says why do you, why why was this a high or why was this a low, and on every single low, if I fold the page vertically and look at how a low point in my month made me feel, mm. every single time it's abandoned and disappointed. Abandoned and disappointed. Oh, wow! Abandoned and disappointed. It's my go-to,
0: <laughs> and you have <laughs> discovered that through reflection. I have
1: discovered that through reflection. My go-to negative reaction is abandoned and disappointed. Oh, but everybody's got one. Those yeah. just happened to be mine, yeah. right? Yeah. And but I would never have discovered that if I would not have folded the paper vertically, and just seen looked at that. Doesn't matter pattern. what bad happened. It doesn't matter what negative happened, what the low was. It's always how it made you a, feel abandoned and disappointed is the same thing. And I would not have found that without a reflective practice.
0: That is amazing. And that's so good to know, which oh. is sort of like this back to back to these it benefits such of a it. Freaking relief. You, because you can you can find some more happiness. You can under, get some good data. You can sort of deal with and and ma- manage and attend to Mm -hmm. these emotions Mm -hmm. in a different Mm -hmm. way because you were reflective. And And respond differently. And respond differently. And yeah, yeah, you've identified them and now you have good data.
1: Yeah, but I really do. I think this is a great time of year. You know, it's the dark, it's the end. We're going to turn the corner and start coming into the light, which I just, that's the one, that's such a sweet thing about this time of year. So it's a great time, listeners, just figure out some simple reflective practice I think and yeah if
0: that's a great place to start is figuring the five some, minute journal yeah is figuring out something simple mm-hmm. and then you know and, try, and try, trying it on and seeing if it works for you but again you know I think like you're saying it's the end of the year I think next episode we're going to be looking forward and talking about, about setting intent- intention yep. and moving toward the things that we want so recognizing that this is kind of half of that Coin mm-hmm. one side of that coin,
1: once it's, it's the
0: first part of the process,
1: yeah, is first part is, of the process is, is identify So where I'm you've excited been. to talk about intentions, yeah, I am too. But before we go, I do want to make a shout out. Oh, make a shout out is that how you say do it? Do a shout out, shout a, a shout, shout out. out. I'm going to shout a shout out to Kathy at KMRE. Thanks for listening and thanks for cutting out our swear words.
0: Oh, <laughs> should we say just a teeny bit more about that? KMRE is our local community powered radio station, where we station. are broadcast. Wonderful. Wonderful little big station. And the FCC.
1: The FCC demands that we not do what we do. Will not let us cuss. Thanks, Kathy. But we fucking love to cuss. (laughs) So Kathy has to edit it out every two weeks. So that we can air. Until next time. Intentions, folks. Take care. Take care.
0: Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer. And Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>